Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled, He was faithful and feared God above many. It shall be focused on a study of Nehemiah chapter 7. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your scriptures. May Lord, may that be our testimony today. May that we were faithful and we feared God above many, such that we follow your word and we don't compromise for anything. Speak to us through the reading of your word today, and may we learn of the scriptures, Lord, that you want us to learn today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Nehemiah chapter 7. Chapter 7 Now it came to pass, when the wall was built, and I had set up the doors, and the porters and the singers and the Levites were appointed, that I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem. For he was a faithful man, and feared God above many. And I said unto them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun be hot. And while they stand by, let them shut the doors and bar them, and appoint watches of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, every one in his watch, and every one to be over against his house. Now the city was large and great, but the people were few therein, and the houses were not builded. And my God put into mine heart to gather together the nobles and the rulers and the people, that they might be reckoned by genealogy. And I found a register of the genealogy of them, which came up at the first, and found written therein, These are the children of the province that went up out of the captivity, of those that had been carried away, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away, and came again to Jerusalem and to Judah, every one unto his city. Who came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Rehemiah, Naamani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispirith, Bigvi, Nehem, Baana. The number, I say, of the men of the people of Israel was this. The children of Perosh, 2,170 and two. The children of Shephatiah, 370 and two. The children of Era, 650 and two. The children of Pehath Moab, of the children of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. The children of Elam, 1,250 and four. The children of Zatu, 840 and five. The children of Zakai, 703 score. The children of Binuai, 640 and eight. The children of Bibai, 620 and eight. The children of Asgad, 2,320 and two. The children of Adonikam, 603 score and seven. The children of Bigvi, 2,003 score and seven. The children of Adin, 650 and five. The children of Ater of Hezekiah, 90 and eight. The children of Hashem, 320 and eight. The children of Bezai, 320 and four. The children of Herith, 112. The children of Gibeon, 90 and five. The men of Bethlehem and Natopha, 104 score and eight. The men of Anathoth, 120 and eight. The men of Beth Asmaveth, 40 and 2. The men of Kirjath Jerim, Kephira and Beeroth, 740 and 3. The men of Ramah and Geba, 620 and 1. The men of Michmas, 120 and 2. The men of Bethel and Ai, 120 and 3. The men of the other Nebo, 50 and 2. 
The children of the other Elam, 1,250 and four. The children of Harim, 320. The children of Jericho, 340 and five. The children of Lod, Hadid and Ono, 720 and one. The children of Sanaa, 3,930. The priests, the children of Didea of the house of Jeshua, 970 and three. The children of Imma, 1,050 and two. The children of Pashur, 1,240 and seven. The children of Harim, 1,017. The Levites, the children of Jeshua, of Cadmiel, and of the children of Hodiva, 70 and four. The singers, the children of Asaph, 140 and eight. The porters, the children of Shalom, the children of Asa, the children of Talmon, the children of Akob, the children of Hatita, the children of Shobai, 130 and eight. The Nethinims, the children of Ziha, the children of Ashufa, the children of Tabeoth, the children of Kiros, the children of Sire, the children of Paden, the children of Lubena, the children of Hagaba, the children of Shalmai, the children of Hanan, the children of Giddel, the children of Geha, the children of Riea, the children of Rezin, the children of Nakoda, the children of Gazim, the children of Uzzah, the children of Phasia, the children of Besai, the children of Meunim, the children of Nephishasim, the children of Bakbuk, the children of Hakufa, the children of Hahur, the children of Baslith, the children of Mahida, the children of Harsha, the children of Barkos, the children of Sisera, the children of Tamar, the children of Neziah, the children of Hatipha, the children of Solomon's servants, the children of Sotai, the children of Sophereth, the children of Parida, the children of Jaela, the children of Darkon, the children of Giddel, the children of Shephatiah, the children of Hattel, the children of Pokereth and Zebaim, the children of Ammon. All the Nethinims and the children of Solomon's servants were three hundred ninety and two, and these were they which went up also from Telmila, Telharisha, Cherub, Adon, and Imma. But they could not show their father's house nor their seed whether they were of Israel. The children of Deleah, the children of Tobiah, the children of Nakoda, six hundred forty and two. And of the priests, the children of Habeah, the children of Koz, the children of Barzillai, which took one of the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite to wife, and was called after their name. These sought their register among those that were reckoned by genealogy, but it was not found. Therefore were they, as polluted, put from the priesthood. And the Tershatha said unto them, that they should not eat of the most holy things, till they stood up a priest with Urim and Thummim. The whole congregation together was forty and two thousand three hundred and threescore, beside their manservants and their maidservants, of whom there were seven thousand three hundred thirty and seven, and they had two hundred forty and five singing men and singing women, their horses seven hundred thirty and six, their mules two hundred forty and five, their camels four hundred thirty and five, six thousand seven hundred and twenty asses, and some of the chief of the fathers gave unto the work. The Tershatha gave to the treasure a thousand drams of gold, fifty basins, five hundred and thirty priests' garments. And some of the chief of the fathers gave to the treasure of the work twenty thousand drams of gold and two thousand and two hundred pound of silver. And that which the rest of the people gave was twenty thousand drams of gold and two thousand pound of silver and threescore and seven priests' garments. So the priests and the Levites and the porters and the singers and some of the people and the Nethinims and all Israel 
dwelt in their cities. And when the seventh month came, the children of Israel were in their cities. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled, My Commission. This was preached in 1951 on May the 5th. We'll begin at paragraph 9 up to paragraph 33. I trust you find it to be a blessing. But not long ago at Little Rock, I, there was a man that had some crutches and he was uh, been on them for years and he got into the line and the Lord healed him. Oh, he was so happy and he was just shouting, going down the street with one crutch hanging over the other and testifying to everybody down to Little Rock. And the next night he come back in the service and he raised up. He said, say, Brother Branham, I heard you say, I can't get this straight. He said, now, said, when I heard you preaching, I was sure you was a Nazarene. That's what he was. Said, I was sure you was a Nazarene. Said, then I seen all the Pentecostal people. And I said, no, he's Pentecostal. And here you say you're a Baptist. He said, I, I can't get that out. I said, well, that's easy, Dad. I said, I'm a Pentecostal Nazarene Baptist. So that's all we <laughs> Yes, God loves us all. Through his son, we're all sons and daughters by being born again in the kingdom. And so I was truly, I, that's, I was ordained in Missionary Baptist Church and haven't been ordained in any other church since. But coming into the divine healing services, I make it an inter-evangelical, just an interdenominational for everybody. Just God never questions in the line whether you're Methodist or Baptist or Catholic or what you are. It's your faith you're healed by, by your faith you're healed. And, but I wouldn't want you to think now this is just exactly a Baptist doctrine when I say that gifts and callings are without repentance. I believe that the foreordained will of God when I was a little boy. Today, that lady that made that picture of the little cabin that I was born in, that was very nice. And um, when I was born, there was a supernatural being came into the room, just about the size of one of those lights there. It followed me all the days of my life to this time. I didn't know what it was. I, my people before me were Catholic. I'm Irish on both sides, father and mother. And there's forgiveness for that. So I, I, I have, and someone said, you being Irish and from Kentucky too. Oh my, that makes it awful. So I, but God had mercy to me and he made a Christian out of me by his son, Jesus Christ. And I'm so happy. And then when I became a Christian when I was a little boy, before a Christian, this would come to me and would speak to me and tell me things that were going to happen. Well, it would scare me to death. I would be nervous and trembly about it. But it, would, it spoke to me the first in a, a bush, just like a wind whirling in a bush. And it told me never to drink or to smoke or defile my body. There'd be a work for me to do. And down through life, I tried to live, be a gentleman. And I was misunderstood. And even my father said I was a big sissy because I didn't drink like the rest of the Branhams and, and so forth. But there was something in my heart wouldn't let me drink. It was Christ. And I have an idea, I may not be right on this, I think that God was preserving this for his people that they might benefit by it. I could figure no other way because by nature I was the other way. So all my people 
drink and so forth. Just like if you plant a grain of corn, if it's a yellow grain of corn, it would produce yellow corn. See? But unless there's a conversion made, and at this time, God did it. And so then, later on, it would come to me and would speak to me and tell me things that were going to happen. Well, I stayed away from it. And after my conversion, my own church, the Baptist church, I took it up with some of the ministers and so forth. They advised me to stay away from it. I said, never have nothing to do with it. It's wrong. Don't, if anything comes to you, said, we, them days of, of the supernatural, and that's on the other side, said, we live by the word. And I read one day where the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So I tried to push away. I read and I sat down and tried to consider it just the best way that I could. And I said, Lord, if I've been wrong, forgive me. And it came into the room and walked to me that time a man. Somewhat six foot tall, rather of an olive looking complexion, dark hair to his shoulders, weighed about 200 pounds in human weight, and told me that I was brought to this world to pray for sick people. If I'd get them to believe and be sincere when I prayed, that nothing would stand before the prayer. I questioned the man, uh, being poor, one thing, and I, uneducated, and I said, people would not believe me. I said, I couldn't make people believe me, and he told me I'd pray for kings and monarchs and so forth. I could hardly believe that. A boy with a grammar school education and to pray for, and for kings and monarchs, I couldn't hardly believe it. Uh, yet I knew it had never told me nothing wrong, but he was standing there. I heard the voice and seen signs. About 12 years ago, I was baptizing my first group after my one of my revivals at Jeffersonville, Indiana, where I live at this time. My home is rather. And standing on the banks of the Ohio River where people had gathered out. And while I was baptizing, it was two o'clock in the evening on June. And the seventeenth candidate I was baptizing in water at the Ohio River at the foot of Spring Street. And I heard something speak and I felt something take a hold of me. And I looked up and when it did, coming down from glory, came this world, coming down where I was at. Courage Journal newspaper packed an article of it, said a mystic star appears over a local Baptist pastor while baptizing in the river they couldn't make out. Oh, up to probably 10,000 people saw it as it moved down where I was at and went back up in the sky, down right where I was and went back up in the sky. Well, I, many asked me what it meant. And I said, I do not know. But then when this came and he told me this time, he looked, he was a man. When I told him that I was afraid people wouldn't believe me, he said, I'd be given two signs as the prophet Moses was given to vindicate or to, other words, make plain to you people or any people that I am telling the truth. See, that's it. Now, man can say anything. But if God doesn't speak back that that's true, then it isn't true. But if God testifies that it is truth, then I would believe it. If God said so, I would believe it. Now, I want you to believe that this is true. And he told me I would know diseases by taking hold of a person's hand first. If I'd be reverent and, and go on, it would come to pass at a certain time that I would be able then to know the things that people have done in their back life and 
and be able to tell them what would be before them. And then while I, I studied a moment, he referred to the scriptures that I many times do about Jesus of Nazareth, knowing that he was misunderstood and let me know that I would be misunderstood, and I am misunderstood by many. But I am very thankful that many have believed the message. And Jesus was misunderstood. There came someone to him one time, Nathaniel, went and got his brother. That's where this angel referred to. Uh, uh, Philip went and got Nathaniel. When he came, Jesus said, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no guile. He said, Whence knowest thou me, Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you, when you were under the tree. And watch his heart. Now, he could have backed off and said, There's some kind of a trick to this. He would have never received the blessing that he did. But he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God, the King of Israel. And he fell down to worship him. And he gave God praise. His heart was ready to receive after Jesus had vindicated himself to him that he was what he claimed to be. Then a woman one time came to him at the well, and he talked to her a little while to contact her spirit. And he spoke to her, saying, Go get your husband. She said, I have none. He said, You said, Well, you have five. And the one you have now is not your husband. He said, I perceive that you're a prophet. And so forth, as uh, she went and told her people, come see a man who told me everything I ever done. She was a little excited. He never told her all things, but he knew if... Now watch this. She knew, if Jesus knew that, he knew all things. See? That's right. He knew all things. If he knew that, God could reveal to him. Now, if you'll notice, my dear Christian uh, friend, fellow citizen of the kingdom of God, that Jesus testified while on earth that he did nothing in himself. That he only did what the Father showed him by vision to do. Is that true? That's right. Only by what the Father showed him, see. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself. But what the Father showeth him, that doeth the Son. Did you notice when Lazarus had died? Jesus, they sent for him to come pray for Lazarus. He didn't come. He just went on. Wonder why. He had a vision that Lazarus had to die. So when he went on, you'll notice the scriptures closed. He goes on. They sent again. He never came. And on then, after he, he said after a while, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, or he's dead, he told them in plain words. And so he said, but for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there, but I go wake him. Now, according to his words of St. John 5, 19, the father had already showed him what was going to take place because he said the son can do nothing but what the father shows him. Is that right? And at the grave, watch his prayer. He said, take ye away the stone. Well, if he's going to raise, why take away the stone? The women had something to do. He said, take away the stone. And he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast already heard me, but I said it for these who stand around. It's a routine prayer and always just to let you know. And then he called Lazarus from the, from the dead. Now, that same, and in our master doing those things and making those predictions and saying only what the Father showed him, only he knew where two mules was tied one time. 
He knew where there was an upper room to be made ready, and a man would be packing a pitcher. Well, I've been accused of being a spiritualist. I've been accused of being a medium. And somebody told me the other day that said, do you belong to, uh, was there ever a group of people on this church called I Am or something like that? Somebody asked me if I am. I said, no, he is, and I'm his servant. <laughs> he said, aren't you holding a meeting up there where the I am's I said, I am is still there. <laughs> I am, that's our Lord Jesus, our, our God, his Father. I am that I am. Now, that is misunderstood, dear Christian friend. By the grace of God, I am not none of those. I'm, I'm your brother. I am your brother. And I may not be blusterous and can tear down and build up and shake down like some great powerful preacher. I don't claim to be. And my timidness, I can't help that. That's the way God made me. I, I just have to be what I am. That's all. And this the way he wants me to be. That's the way I have to be. And I only do as he says do. And first that would hurt me. One time at a meeting in Cleveland not long ago, there was a colored man walked up and said, Can I get a prayer card to have my fortune told? Oh, my. To me, that was, I, I pray that God wouldn't hold that against the poor brother. He was drinking, but he... he I trust that God won't. Remember, you could blaspheme the Holy Spirit there, you see. Although, friends, Satan has got something to pattern or impersonate anything God has. All of the things that he has, he had to impersonate God with it. But where there is a, a false, if they've got to be a true one somewhere for it to be made off of. Or it wouldn't be false. Is that right? If you had a bogus dollar, well, there's got to be a, a real dollar somewhere. <laughs> or if it isn't, that's the original, see? And it would not be bogus. But Jesus was misunderstood, too. He was crucified. They called him Beelzebub. And Beelzebub, a fortune teller, a demon. Did you know Beelzebub was a devil? The prince of the devil. And they said his work, his, his doings, where he could foretell things and see things that was coming to pass, and he cast out devils, it was by the power of Beelzebub, who was the prince of the devils. They know his power was way above all the prophets. They know he was on a higher level than any of the prophets. For he knew and understood, and the Father was with him, and so forth, as he claimed. And God was confirming what Jesus was saying to be true. But the outside ecclesiastical world... The religious world was the ones who said he is Beelzebub. He cast out devils through the prince of devils. But did you notice the devils, when they met him, they said, Well, you know who you are. You're the Son of God. That's right. And they had to recognize his authority. Now, if they called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his disciples? You see what I mean? And I... I hope that I haven't given anyone an impression that I was here uh, to try to do wrong. I, <clears throat> I would rather go home and I'd try and to try to be a deceiver. Uh, 
Some woman's in the building the other night had a great strong feeling of that, that I was a deceiver. And so I knew it. And uh, I told my son about it. And today a letter came in from a lady that vindicated my boy. Looked down and said, look at there, Dad, just watch it. I said, sure, I knew it was coming, see, because he showed me it was coming. I said, he was there the other night. Did you hear me speaking out? I'm not a deceiver. The man sitting back there, I knew he thought that. Said I was a faker. Well, if I'm a faker, come prove it I'm wrong. That's right. See, I, I, I am nothing but a servant of, of the Lord, like you are. That's a Christian. See? And I, I can do nothing within myself, only what the Lord shows me that I can do. I can't do no more than he shows me to do. And in these visions, he shows me things that will come to pass, shows me things that people have done for the first about two years, or a little over two years, about three years, only way I could tell was when I held a person's hand and it would show a strange look on, on the hand. And perhaps God knew that that was going to cause a little confusion. Can I say something from my heart if it's all right? <laughs> See, uh, there was so many people went forth and had strange feelings in their hands afterwards, you know. And they got the wrong impression thinking you heal people by some feeling that you had in your hand. Many would come to me and say, Brother Branham, feel and see if I got healing power. No, I tell you now, you haven't. The only healing power there is lays in Jesus Christ. That's right. That's all. That's all. The only thing you can do is point people to that, and that's all I can do or anyone else can do is to point people to Jesus Christ who has already healed them. When he died at Calvary, he paid the supreme price. He paid all the redemptive blessings that he died for at Calvary is already paid for before God. The debt is fully paid, and you're excused before God. You're taken out of the pawn shop. That's right. The only thing you have to do is accept faith in Christ and walk out of the pawn shop. That's all. He's our kinsman redeemer. Isn't that right? And God was manifested in the flesh to take our place. To be a kinsman to us, as in the book of Ruth and Exodus and so forth, how it preaches, teaches there of how the, we become kinsmen to God. And God came down and dwelt in his son, Christ Jesus, to become kinfolks to us. And he was our kinsman redeemer. And a public testimony was to be made before Israel uh, at the gates as Boaz kicked off his shoes to show that he had firmly redeemed Naomi. And in redeeming Naomi, he got Ruth, the bride. And Jesus, when he redeemed Israel, he got the Gentile bride. He made a public testimony. He is lifted up between heavens and earth as an ensign right outside the gates of Jerusalem. And there's where the supreme price was paid. There's where we was redeemed and all of our inheritance that was lost, our health, our strength, our salvation, all that was lost back there in the fall was redeemed at Calvary. There it is. And my brother, sister, it isn't how graceful you can pray or how much penance you can do at your faith to believe that he's done it for you that brings you forth. That's right. Every sinner is saved tonight in the sight of Jehovah God, but it will never do you any good until you accept it and believe it and confess it. And then he's the high priest of your confession to make it right before God. And any redemptive blessings, if you're weary... He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace is up on him. With his stripes, we're healed. It's already done. You just accept it. Now, a minister can take the word and explain it. I'm uneducated. 
I don't know too much about the Word on the plan of salvation and things that God has revealed to me. It never come by seminary or teachings. It came only by revelation of the Spirit. And what I know, I know that God gave it to me. And then, knowing not too much about the Word, He gave these other things that might be a confirmation to you people that I'm telling you the truth, and God knows of all the I've preached before millions, but there's never been a time that I've ever said that I had one thing to do with it. It all glory goes to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who redeemed you back there. And I only can speak and say as he speaks and says. And I believe tonight, if I was leaving the building tonight to never to return again, I believe you people would have to give a witness that's been in the meetings anywhere in the nation or out of the nation that knows that every time that the patient, when I sit down with a patient, no matter who they are, when or where, like the lady I met in the park the other day down here, she was coming across the park, she'd come from Illinois and she was very sick, and she came across the park and she said, oh, Brother Branham, and she started over there, and I sat down by the side of her, and there the Holy Spirit went back, and she may be present now, I guess she is, and, and went back and told her all down through her life, sitting there in the park, see? And about, you've never seen a time, any of you, but what it told, just what was matter with the patient and the things back in their life, what has been. Is that right? And that's, how many knows that's the truth? Now raise up your hands as a, as a vindication. See, now that doesn't heal. That's just an vindication. See, that Jesus Christ is present. And the last two nights, friends, we have just turned the people loose on their own faith and bring them through here. And I've just tried to stand here and take the initiative side. And just when the people come, just keep from getting into it, uh, speaking to them, but just praying for them and pass them through here. And God has worked marvelous things for us. And I'm happy and thrilled over it because I can meet more people, usually taking them one by one, one by one. It takes so long to get in to the, to get uh, uh, the appropriate amount of people. But now... I'm getting to a place where I can take 50 each night, and I believe before the week, next week, and we'll be doing 100 or more each night, I believe, that God can, and I want each one of you, when you come through here, regardless of your condition, I want you to accept Jesus as your personal healer, and go out of here believing, testifying, claiming your healing before you feel or anything else. Now, the elderly lady last night that was blind. It got the poor old thing to the platform. Just as, of course, the anointing was hitting awfully hard. She was right in the first of the line. And I s said, set her down. I thought I could get to her in a few moments. I seen she was blind, bumping into things. And, and they tried to set her down. She come through. And I put my hands on her and blessed her. And as she started on past, just as the Spirit turned her, it pulled me around. I knew it was over then. <laughs> there she was, received her sight. Someone tell me she's sitting back there reading and things like that since and how that God had blessed her and how thankful we are and others who has been deaf and some that were dumb and all different types of diseases has been healed in the meeting. Now we're expecting great things. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your ways are higher than ours and more excellent than ours. We pray, Lord, may your word accomplish that which you have ordained for it to accomplish in our lives. 
Help us, Father, to yield unto your Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Help us to meditate on all the words we've heard today, that, Lord, they might become a part of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.
Oh, shit.